Welcome to the Reflections Podcast, a show about spirituality and self-reflection. I'm your host, Ren Michelle, a former bank teller and serial entrepreneur turned interior designer and intuitive lifestyle coach. I have this gift of being able to see a person's potential and know exactly what's blocking them from living their purpose. That's the essence of my work, helping others see themselves by learning to work with energy, remember your power, trust your intuition, and embody your higher self. But my life hasn't always looked this way. And on this podcast, I share stories about my own experiences of how I got here through healing and personal growth. I also have conversations with guests about their journeys. But these episodes are never really about me or anyone else. They're all about you. Use them as a mirror for you to see a reflection of what's possible when you lean into the dark and realize that there was light there all along. So what do you say? Are you ready to reflect? Okay, y'all, this is episode number two. This week, I really wanted to introduce myself to you because chances are we have never met in person. And if you're listening to this podcast, you might be thinking, well, who is this girl? What does she know that I don't? How could she help me? What has she even been through? What's her story? So on this episode, I wanted to give you a glimpse at the early part of my story, what my life has been like, what it's looked like, how I even ended up where I am today, and what events have happened in my life to make me the person that you're listening to today. So in order to do that, we need to go back in time a little bit. After graduating high school, I got a job at a local bank as a teller. And that job taught me so much. I was actually with that bank for about six years. And just the people that I worked with, the customers that came in, it taught me so much about life and about how you can look at a person and judge them based on the way that they're dressed or what they have or don't have. And you associate a worth a number with that. And the majority of the time, the people who would come into that bank and look like they didn't have a dollar to their name would be some of the richest people in town. And those lessons that I learned during that six years, I can now see how they were so vital in shaping the way that I view the world today. I would never trade those years for anything. But during those six years, I had a little boy and I realized that I never really dreamed about my future. I never had a plan or a goal when I graduated high school. I just sort of let life happen to me. And I didn't go to college. I didn't really want to be a teacher or a nurse or anything that I thought I could get a degree for. It just did not appeal to me whatsoever. And I was happy working at the bank, but I was definitely not getting rich working there. Honestly, I was not even making enough money to survive. Back then, I'm pretty sure I was making maybe $5.25 an hour. So in 2008, when I was given the opportunity to switch career paths and begin working for an auto finance company, I did not even hesitate because I knew that this career change would provide me with such a better life, not only for myself, but also for my son. So I took the job. 
I absolutely loved working there. I loved the people that I was working with. I loved the amount of money that I was making. I was able to buy a house for my son and I to live in. I enrolled him in private school. I bought a new car. Life seemed like it was going so good. And this is what I had been waiting for. Then fast forward to 2009, I go into work one morning completely oblivious to anything that's happening and get handed a severance package and told that the economy crashed, no one is going to buy used cars, and the company that I was working for was going to file bankruptcy and close its doors. I was shocked. I had no idea what had happened or what that was going to mean for me, what I was going to do. I applied for so many jobs within probably a six-month time span, all of which I was overqualified for, none of which anyone would hire me because I was overqualified for them. That didn't make any sense to me. So I had to apply for food stamps. I ended up having to file bankruptcy because I couldn't afford the house that I had bought a year before. And at 27 years old, my son and I had to move back in with my dad and live in his basement. That is not at all how I had seen my life unfolding. It started a spiral of me going into a really dark place in my life where I had so much self-doubt, so much just a lack of confidence, a lack of money, a lack of everything. I just didn't understand. I felt at a lot of times like I was being punished for something that I didn't even know that I did. I remember my dad asking me what my plan was. What was I going to do? Because my unemployment had ran out, my severance package was up, and I had nothing. I had no prospects. Nowhere would hire me, and I just felt so lost. The only thing I knew for sure was that I did not want to be put in this position ever again. I never wanted to let my financial peace, my security, my money be able to be controlled by anyone else other than myself. I don't even remember how it happened, but at some point I was watching YouTube videos and I stumbled across a woman who was painting furniture out of her garage. She made it look really easy and she showed the entire process online, how she cleaned it, how she painted it, and then how she sold it for a lot more money than what she paid for it. I had watched a couple of these videos and I just remember thinking, well, if she can do it, why can't I do it? She's literally telling me everything that I need. I'm going to try it out. The only issue was I didn't have any furniture to paint. I also didn't have any money and the paint this lady was using was a very expensive brand that they only sold in one location in Brentwood, Tennessee, which was a good 40 minutes from where I lived. So my boyfriend at the time, which would later become my husband, also lived with me at my dad's house in his basement. And he was the only one of us making any money at this time. We did not have any extra money for me to go and buy things that were not necessary. So I remember this specific instance causing a fight between us because I took the last $100 that we had in the bank. I bought one can of paint, which was $40, and you had to use this specific brush to go with this paint. And then you also had to have wax. So by the time that I had purchased all of these things, it was almost $100 
and I still didn't have anything to paint. So I remember going by the Goodwill on my way home and I found a table there that was $25. I immediately bought it because it resembled a table that the lady on YouTube had painted and she had sold that table for $125. So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, if I pay $25 for this table and I paint it and I can sell it for $125, then I'm basically like in this new business even. So I go home. I'm so excited. I have all my supplies. I picked my son up from school. I was going to wait and paint it after he had gone to bed. So it's just sitting in the garage. My boyfriend at the time comes in and he's like, hey, that piece of furniture in the garage, I loaded it up. I'm about to take it to the dump. That's what you wanted, right? And I just remember looking at him, my jaw hitting the floor and being like, um, no, are you fucking kidding me? I just bought that. And he said, you just bought that? I said, yes. And he said, you paid money for that piece of furniture. It's about to fall apart. And I said, I actually did. And I'm going to clean it up and paint it because I'm going to sell it. This is going to be my new business. The look that he gave me, it's like etched in my brain. It was just doubt, disgust, disbelief. And I can only imagine what was running through his mind was probably something along the lines of she just spent the last hundred dollars that we had on something that I'm going to end up having to take to the dump. And I realize now that his doubt in the beginning was necessary to light a fire under me and make me want this to work out even more. So I started painting that piece of furniture. It actually looked really good. It was super shabby chic. And I just remember thinking, I might be onto something. Like, I'm actually really good at this. So at this point, social media didn't really exist. Facebook was a thing, but I was not super active on there. So I took a picture of the table and I posted it on Craigslist. And it actually ended up selling within like 30 minutes of me posting it. And someone picked it up and paid me cash for it. The feeling that I got from that entire process lit me up and I thought, okay, I'm going to see if I can do it again. So my boyfriend at the time, I remember him being like, I can't believe somebody bought that from you for $125. My response was, um, I told you so. Like I, I didn't, I never had any doubt that I was actually going to be able to sell it, but I was curious to see if I could duplicate it and do that over again. So this began a process of me going every week, buying furniture, painting furniture, and posting it online for sale. It sort of snowballed very quickly. There was no room in my dad's garage for me to keep anything else, to store anything else, to work on anything else. So I found a little vintage, it wasn't an antique shop, it was more like a vintage boutique. I rented a space there and I would sell my painted furniture out of it. It got to the point where I was selling furniture faster than I could get it finished and drive it there. And something gave me the idea that maybe I should open up my own store. Where it came from, it had to be spirit, God, divine, Dumbledore, whatever you want to call it, because it was definitely not me and my ego, because I had no experience running a business. I had no college degree, no marketing background, no nothing. Literally, I was running with ignorance on fire and had no business trying to open up a business. I think in some part of my brain, I just thought that what I was doing was a fun hobby. I had no idea the potential 
that was behind that and what it was going to turn into in the very near future. In 2013, I opened my very first brick and mortar retail location called the Faded Farmhouse. It was in Arrington, Tennessee, which was population maybe 750 people back then. I didn't have a business plan. I didn't know anything about marketing. I was just taking what was working for me in the booth space that I was renting and even before that, just selling things out of my garage. I was using that same model, rinse and repeat, buy furniture, paint furniture, post it for sale, sell it, use that money to buy more. Anyone that had any type of business sense would have never opened up a retail location in a town with less than a thousand people because the odds are automatically stacked against you to not make any money there. But the way that I looked at it is it was on a really busy road that was in between two major cities. And if I could somehow just get 1% of the people driving on that road every day to stop, I think it could work. And it did work. The first day that we were open, my goal was to just make $500 to be able to pay the rent. So I didn't have to ask my husband or my dad for money to pay the rent for this thing that I created. So that's it. $500 doesn't seem like a big, huge, scary goal. It almost seems too small. So the first Saturday that we were open, I was completely unprepared and completely blown away because we did $12,500. I sold out of everything the first day. And I just remember this feeling of, oh my God, this is going to work. And then the next emotion was, um, oh my God, this is actually going to work. So what happens next? And what happened next, even if I could have planned it, it never would have turned out the way that it did. The business turned into a brand and that brand exploded. Looking back on it, I know it really never had anything at all to do with me. The only thing it has to do with me is that I just believed that I was being led down this path on purpose, that it was all going to lead to something that was going to be so much bigger than I could have ever imagined. What I didn't realize until so much later is that through this entire process, I was taking things that someone else thought was useless or trash or not worth anything, maybe something that was just taking up space, things that people wanted to get rid of. I was breathing new life into them. I was cleaning them up and making them beautiful again. I was giving things the permission to live on in another way through a different perception. And that's exactly what I was also doing in my life. I had lived for 29 years and not known that I could ever even paint a piece of furniture. I'd never had that desire or that dream. And I realized I was good at it. I had also never had the desire or the dream to own a business or to open up a retail store. And I did it. I remember being interviewed several times over the last eight years and people asking me, was this a dream since you were a young girl? I got asked that question so many times and every time my answer was exactly the same. No, this was never my dream. I never dreamt of one day having a shop and being my own boss. It was never a dream. This all happened and this all came to me out of necessity because I wanted to 
be in control of my life. I wanted to be the one that no matter if the economy crashes or not, I'm responsible for how much money I have and how I choose to show up and take care of my son. It was never this dream that seemed out of reach or it was never something that I went to school for or worked towards. It all just happened. That's why I refer to myself a lot of the time as an accidental entrepreneur. And it wasn't until I shifted my perspective on those things, on being able to have a talent that I had never known it was a talent or shifting my perspective about can I own a business if I don't have a business degree? There are so many things in life that I think we look at and think that we are not qualified, we are not capable, that just doesn't make sense for us. But we're programmed to believe that because we don't know that we're allowed to think any other way until thinking another way is the only choice that you have, which is where I found myself. Throughout the process of creating the Faded Farmhouse, I learned so much about myself and so much about other people. One of my favorite aspects of that business was that I would intentionally seek out people in the community who were really good at creating something or making something, who had this passion for making jewelry or making candles or building furniture. If they were in a place in their life where they couldn't spend all their time doing that, doing something that they actually love to do, doing something that lit them up because they had to have another job to pay their bills, it became really important for me to support other women, to believe in them and believe in what they were creating, what they were making, and what they were choosing to put out into the world. I wanted them to feel seen and validated and worthy Because those were all things that I also wanted to feel myself. And I had support. I had the most amazing husband and the most incredible father who, from day one, they believed in me and they always told me how proud they were of me. And I realized really early on that not everyone has that support. Not everyone has those cheerleaders Not everyone has someone saying, you don't have to do a nine to five. You can do what you love. You don't have to dread your job. You don't have to trade your time for money. You don't have to be miserable every day. You don't have to only look forward to the weekend. I made it my mission to show them a way that they could do what they loved doing and also take care of their family, pay their bills, spend more time with their children, and also have a life that they loved and that they looked forward to getting up every day and working on something that was going to bring them joy and also bring someone else joy. And I honestly believe one of the many reasons this business and this brand became so successful is because I focused more of my time and my energy on helping other people become successful because I spent time encouraging other people to also follow their dreams to also bet on themselves. And I think that's what is so important because had the focus been on me, I don't think that the Faded Farmhouse would be what it is today. So fast forward to 2020. By this point, I had opened multiple retail locations. I had franchised two locations. I had a full website and e-commerce platform. I launched an interior design aspect of the Faded Farmhouse where we worked with residential and commercial real estate, as well as 
designing and helping lay out other retail business spaces. I had grown the social media accounts to over 100,000 followers. I had a massive email list. I had been approached multiple times to film a reality show based around the brand and how I was so successful without spending any money on marketing. I was very adamant from the beginning that I just wanted people to tell their friends about us. I wanted all of the marketing to just be word of mouth because I value what my best friend says more than what a radio ad or a Facebook ad. That was always my approach, that if I did good work and treated people right, they would send their friends. And that's exactly what happened. But in 2020, I reached a level where I was so burnt out. I was so drained. I was miserable. I wasn't happy anymore. This business wasn't challenging me. It wasn't lighting me up. I just knew that I was coming to a place where I was ready to pass the torch. I felt this stirring inside of me to to go a different path now. And now it wasn't the economy crashing and forcing me out of the role that I had grown really comfortable in. It was my soul that was forcing me to look at things differently and make a new choice, go a different direction and step into the unknown all over again. I had no idea what I was going to do next, where I was going to go, what I was going to start. I just knew that I had to honor the feeling that was inside of me that this isn't for me anymore. So I made the decision to offer the entire brand up for sale. I thought about it a lot, just had I never taken that chance, had I never spent that $100 and bought the paint, went to the Goodwill and got that piece of furniture, had I never taken a chance on me, I would have never been in a place for all those other women and men to take a chance on themselves. Because by the end of my time with the Faded Farmhouse, I had employed over 40 people. I had over 25 vendors at each location. And just the ramifications of me seeing those people and supporting those people and helping fuel their dreams, the ripple of that is so big. And I understood that responsibility. But I also knew that the person that was going to take it over needed to be someone that could also do that in some capacity for these people, but also turn it into something that would be theirs. And I think that's exactly what's happened. The Faded Farmhouse is still open today. You can follow them on Instagram. You can go to the website. There are still traces of me in that business. It was my energy. It was literally birthed out of thin air, out of my imagination and my belief that I could do something that maybe I didn't know I could do until I was doing it. I took that energy into where I'm at today because what I realized from selling that business was the entire time that that was my world for eight years, I was never building that business. That business was always building me. I learned so much about myself so much about other people, so much about how energy works and influence works and timing and lessons. And there's just so many layers to it. But if you look all the way back to 2009, when I lost the job that I thought was the best thing that could have ever happened to me, at that point, I thought that's the most money that I will ever make. If I could go back and tell that version of myself, you have no idea. You have no idea 
that if this doesn't happen, if you don't lose this right now, you're not going to be stretched to your capacity. You're not going to be able to impact thousands of other people with what you're meant to do. It's all going to work out. Everything in life is all about perspective. It's how you choose to tell your story. And in the beginning, my story seemed sad to most people. I was a single mom. I lost my job. Nobody would hire me. I was on food stamps. I had to file bankruptcy. All those things, you're like, oh God, that fucking sucks. And yes, it did suck. But when you look at the other side of that coin, had that not happened, there's no way that I'd be the person that I am today. There's no way that I would have taken $100 and turned it into a multiple six-figure business that served so many more people than what I was working with at that auto finance company. So my hope for you is that you see more in yourself than what you've ever seen that you believe in yourself more than you've ever believed. And when someone looks at you and says, who does she think she is? Or who does he think he is? You can tell them because every single thing that leaves your life, every single thing will always be replaced with something so much better. So I took the leap. I sold the business and I took a year off to really get clear and figure out what do I even want to do with my life? I started doing sound healing and meditation sessions for other people because I know that part of my purpose is to help give people clarity, to help give people vision, to help people see what's possible for your own life when you lean into being uncomfortable for just a second because the uncomfortable is not going to last forever. It's only for a moment. And what comes after being uncomfortable is going to be something so much bigger so much better and so much brighter than you could ever imagine. And I can tell you from my own experience, because I'm on the other side of it, I recently went all in with my coaching business and I'm doing lifestyle coaching and business coaching. Going back to whenever I was just starting out in 2012, I didn't know business coaches were a thing. I didn't know you could have a life coach. I didn't know what a mastermind was. I didn't know that any of these things even existed. And had I known that then, I think the place that I would be in now would be so much different and so much more expanded and so much more of service. But you don't know what you don't know. So I just want to take this opportunity to let you guys know that I'm launching a new mastermind group. If you have no idea what a mastermind is, because you also don't know what you don't know, a mastermind group is basically just a group of people who come together to support each other. It's typically with people that are in business and you give each other tips and strategies like, hey, this worked for me, this might work for you, or this didn't work for me and this is what I learned from it. It's basically just a group of people who share their trial and error, who share their success and their failure. It's just people who are willing to go through life with you and help you navigate so you don't make the same mistakes that they did. And that is what the magnetic mastermind is. And if you've made it to the end of this episode, chances are that enrollment is open. So if you find yourself wanting to start a business, but you don't know how, or if you find yourself in your own business and you're just burnt out or you're 
struggling so hard. You're fighting against the algorithm or you're posting on social media and you aren't attracting the right kind of clients. Or maybe you find yourself working constantly and you can't take a break because if you do take a break, you feel guilty for leaving your business or you feel guilty while you're working for not being with your kids. I've lived enough of it to have experience to help other people learn how to balance your career and your life. And it's not even really about balancing it. It's just about coming into alignment with it. Because if you don't know what your purpose is, if you don't know what your message is, if you don't know how to share those things into the world, business can be hard. Business can be draining. And I know those things because I've lived through them. So if this sounds like something that you might be interested in, if you find yourself needing support, I would love to have you explore more about what the Magnetic Mastermind is going to be all about. I'm happy to answer any questions that you have about business coaching, about lifestyle coaching. You can send me a DM on Instagram or you can reach out to me through my website. I'll put all the links in the show notes. And I'm just so grateful that you spent this time with me. I'm really, really looking forward to this journey and seeing where we go together.